Hello, everyone. It is me, Andy. And it is me, Sean. And this is The Commander's Brew. This week, Sharoom Charge Counters. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. It is episode 250 of the Commander's Brew podcast slash YouTube series. This one snuck up on me. I didn't realize this was a special number episode. Right? It's like a nice round number. It's halfway to 500. It's uh, the quarter. I don't know. What do you call this? Like, Is this sesquicentennial? Is that what this is? I don't know. I don't know what that is, but something is a sesquicentennial, <laughs> and I think that's a great word. Hey, I love that word. It really rolls. It really slides off the tongue, I should say. Sesquicentennial. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, man, maybe that is what it is. If it is, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look that up. Uh, but we're happy to have been here for 249 previous to this. And, uh, even a few more, cause a couple of the, uh, couple of the old set reviews, we never, we didn't even count as numbers. So actually this is probably more like 260 or something, but 250 of the numbered episodes. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being with us, uh, for however long you've been. If you're just joining us today, that's great. Guess what? Great point to start. Uh, and if. If you've been listening for a sesquicentennial amount of episodes, that's 150 episodes. Okay. <laughs> B- uh, uh, so a bis- Plus a centennial. Bicentennial is 200, right? Oh, Bicent- okay. Yeah, bicent- bicentennial? Ooh, is there bisesquicentennial? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bi- bisesquicentennial? Bicentennial? It's not a word. <sighs> Okay. All uh, right. But but Google tells me what is the 250th anniversary called? Semiquincentennial. Semiquincentennial. Welcome <laughs> back to the semiquincentennial episode of the Commander's Brew. Uh, yeah, we're stoked, man. We're happy to be here. We have got a nice, fun episode for you lined up. Um, uh, we've got ourselves a Commander interview coming up. We got ourselves a deck ready to go, and. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, what more is there to say, honestly? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll thank you for listening. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to thank you for listening. We're going to thank anyone who donated through Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew. Uh, people who click the link to our TCG player affiliate link in the show notes of this or any other episode, whenever you want to buy cards, that helps us out. And, of course, to our Canadian listeners, uh, we got an actual discount for you if you shop at the wizard tower let's hear an ad from them now we're proud canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by the wizards tower wizardtower.com one of canada's premier card stores canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code brew to get five percent off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered 15 dollars or more in singles and you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there. There you have it. Uh, great coupon code. Uh, so let's let's move on with the episode. Uh, we've got a great commander interview coming up right about now. Uh, yeah, and that's true. Uh, but I do have to. I have to actually have to go. Andy, no. Yeah, it's no. usually me who has to go. Yeah, no, I do have to go. I um, I, I am getting fitted for. Oh. Yeah, I'm getting fitted for um, uh, like a, what do you call those old timey diving suits? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, big, the metal, big metal, the big metal head, the, the yeah, the little window. Does your does your last one not fit because you gained a little quarantine weight? Mm-hmm, that's exactly it. Okay, I, yeah, you know, I haven't. I haven't been diving as much, and I kind of let it sit there and let the salt water kind of eat away at it. So I got uh, yeah. to get a new one. Okay, well, uh, no problem. I'll, I'll let you know what happened. That'd be great, honestly. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, everybody. I'm excited to bring you Sharoom the Hegemon. Sharoom, thank you for being on the Commander's Brew for a Commander interview. It's an honor to speak with you. It's my pleasure to be here, Sean. Sharoom... Uh, you have been a staple of the Esper Commander Wedge for quite some time. Um, it's been a little while since we've seen you in a brew. What What is up with Shurum? What's new in the Hegemon? Well, Sean, you know, asking me what's new is a lot like walking into a value village and asking them what's new, if you know what I mean. Yes, I see. I see. Not a lot new... But I'll tell you, we have a lot of old garbage. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, your activated or your your triggered ability is bring artifacts back from the graveyard to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Some some would say that artifacts in the graveyard are garbage, but uh, hey. we know that in magic, things rarely stay garbage for very long. One man's garbage is another sphinx's treasured artifact. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I I do, I do. I um, I, I love it. I, I have a great time. I I go to all the I go to all the uh, dumps, and you know I bring back all kinds of stuff with me. I got a big truck. It's great. Sure. I mean, you are a commander, though. So I mean, there surely there's only enough room for ninety nine other things. I mean, once you factor in lens, really, like about about forty or fifty or so. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of those lands can be artifacts too, but I, I just, I just, I can't stop, you know, every time I show up at a place, there's something new there, you know what I mean? There's something, some old there, I should say, but you know what I mean? Right, well, it's summertime here, uh, where I'm from, on Earth Plane in mm-hmm. Canada, so, you know, garage sales are often a thing, you must love garage sales, just getting up nice and early on a Sunday and just getting the deals. Ooh, let me tell you something, you have never had the pleasure of buying uh, the old Clue board game with some of the pieces missing quite like it is when you find it yourself at an old garage sale. Do you know what I mean? Um, Shroom, I do know what you mean. I love, I used to love going to, I would look for old games. Uh, I found an old, like, $6 million man board game. It was a terrible game, just trying to cash mm-hmm. in on the IP, but it was cool. I have that. I can get that we, back for you. I just keep well, it in the garbage right where it belongs, and anytime I can, I just pull it out of there. This is the thing. I live in a dump, right? I go to other dumps, and I bring the garbage from those dumps to my dump and then anything anyone needs i just run and grab it okay so i mean normally i would assume that a sphinx would live in like a palace of some kind with like Mm. ornate sculptures and Mm -hmm. just lots of beauty Mm -hmm. definitely yes but i'm hearing you say you live in a dump and my my imagination of a dump is usually like just a dumpy do you do you think that garbage cannot be beautiful? Do you think that trash is innately terrible? Do you think that loading up 
your majestic, beautiful palace with other people's refuse is a bad thing? Okay, you... perhaps I overstepped. I don't think you need to take on a condescending tone and say, trash. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry. That's just perhaps... how I say the word. Trash. <laughs> okay. Okay, mm. sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Okay, sure. I'm so sorry, Sean, if my house has too much trash in it for you. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> I I take it back. Uh, will you accept my humble mortal apology? We'll, we'll see. Maybe by the end of this, if we come to the same place when it comes to talking about trash. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Um... I I all I know that like recently, I go through phases where I like I realize I've collected a lot of things and and it mm -hmm. feels really good to kind of mm. donate these things or or some of them just end up back in the trash. I'm sorry to say, not everything's recyclable. Mm. So have you ever gone through those these types of purge moments? You got some stuff you you're getting rid of. I mean constantly yeah. like maybe an old board game i'm not really playing anymore or a puzzle i've done one too many times you gotta call up old roomie she'll come and take it off your hands oh is it like kind of like 1-800-GOT-JUNK shut <laughs> who do you think has more junk than your old pal roomie it's me the shroomster <laughs> can i call you roomie or the shroomster yes of course <laughs> we go way back Okay, Rumi, uh, honestly, like, it's difficult. Some some stuff is awkward, like, like you know, like a weird, weird electronic stuff or an old chair. These things are hard to get rid of, but I'll, I'll give, for sure give you a call. You probably fly over with your wings and just pick up the chair. That'd be great. Exactly. I'll pick it up right out of your junk heap. I'll, you know, maybe even bring it to the dump. It's easier, because you know who's at the dump all the time? You. Me. <laughs> I yeah. love going to yeah. the dump. Finding me some trash. You know, I would love to look through your stuff. Like, I've been kind of feeling like I'd love to get my hands on an old, like, a, an original Atari and a couple of cartridges for it. Oh, Do you have a working one of those? I've got, like, 30 Ataris, and uh, none of them work. It's great. Okay. They're all would... tapped. <laughs> they're all tapped. Yeah, they're, they're uh, exhausted, as they say. Tapped, broken, busted. Can't use them. But I love them. So, so we'll just wait for an untapped step then, though, right? Surely you have untapped steps. You can make them work again. I get rid of magical... them. magical. I get rid of them before that. Who wants it? I'm talking about keeping the terrain. <laughs> how do you... you know? I, you know I guess I mean? it occurs to me. How do you feel about the exile zone? Listen, I'm not a big fan of the exile zone. This is what people are always telling me. Shroom. The shroomster. Shroom. O'Neill, you have to get rid of some of this stuff. You got to exile it. And I'm saying, heck no. I need to keep it where it's safe and, and, and usable. And I call it my good friend. However, also sort of my enemy, Doretti. And we talk about this for hours. We talk about getting back old junk and how we hate exiling stuff so much. People tried to have an intervention with, with, with me. They tried to tell me I got too much junk. Can you believe it? I I can believe it. Uh, Why? Some, well, because sometimes 
if you watch the show Hoarders, you learn that people who hoard too much, it's really connected because they have some I, other issue that they're dealing with. It's not ex- about the stuff. Excuse me? Yeah, like... You just use the H word around me? The hoarder? Yeah. You think I'm a hoarder? You think I'm a hoarder, don't you? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying hoarder. I'm just saying... You you said the word hoarder. You... I did. Mentioned that show. Yep. And I can't believe it. I thought we were friends. Rumi. T-Bear. Please. T-Bear, I thought we were buddies here. Rumi, we're buddies. Buddies, we're Rumi. Rumi, we're roomies. We are roomies. <laughs> roomie, roomie, roomies. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think you should have an intervention. I think as your bud, as your old pal, I want to c- convince you some of the junk you have, you have a lot of versions of that junk that is strictly better. So you can take the versions that are strictly worse and leave them in exile. You know, maybe that's true. Maybe I've got a couple extra spell bombs I don't need. Don't you don't really, need all of them. They don't really do much. Some of them do the exact same things as some other ones. Sure. Maybe I've got that one, that one indestructible dark steel thing that is just an artifact and nothing else. I do have that. That one's that one's not good. That one's not good. It doesn't do anything at all. It just sits there and is an artifact, and that is literally it. Yeah, man, keep keep the Mox Amber. Mox Amber does what that one does, but is just better. Yeah, except it's just it's 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 not indestructible. See, I gotta have the indestructible part. Shroom, Shroom, Shroom. I gotta, I... Roomy, Roomy, you you, where I, I want you to take all of your junk, and either put I'm gonna I'm gonna put up two boxes, one box for keep, <laughs> one box for throw away, and you have to pick up all your junk and put it in one of the boxes. And I know you're going to try to put everything in the keep box, but you have to put at least half in the throwaway box. I need it all. You don't need it, Shroom. Shroom. Can we let go of that one indestructible pointless artifact? What's it called? <laughs> Dark steel something. Dark steel a hunk? Dark steel relic. It's, it's, it's just that it reminds me of Mirrodin? I don't know. I've never been there. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what's going in. You know what's the first thing that's going in the throwaway pile? What's that? You. No. I thought we were friends. I'm out. Sharoom is taking off, and guess what? I'm taking your junk with me. No, that's stealing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. Okay, there there it was. Sharoom the Hoarder. So thanks for, uh, that was a great interview, Andy. You missed a good one. Sharoom uh, the Hegemon is a hoarder and stole all my stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So, uh, Just straight up robbed you. The only thing I have left is this microphone, this computer to connect with you, and uh, this can of iced tea. I thought you only liked garbage. Well... I don't know. I mean, it's hard to define garbage when you everything when you're a sphinx. I, don't know. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I guess everything <laughs> to us humans, everything's that us humans own their are garbage to uh, and uh, like ages old artifact sphinx. Right. Uh, cool. But anyway, we got a c- cool deck tech. Should we get right to it? Let's do it. 
Uh, okay, so I, I it went through a bit of a genesis. Um, uh, I had a, a nugget of an idea. We took it over to Discord, and there is where it bloomed and blossomed and kind of turned into the, the full deck we have before you today. But where it started was with one of the new Commander uh, uh, cards from the from the Commander 2020. Um, it's a very interesting card, and, and I thought, like, there must be some ways to abuse and and uh, really use this card. And it's a, it's Netherborn Altar. One and a black for an artifact that you tap, you put a soul counter on Netherborn Altar, put your commander into your hand from the command zone. Then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn Altar. So this was really where I started. And I thought, hey, let's, let's look at this card and let's um, uh, try and kind of uh, take advantage of this, like... Being able to like maybe take some counters off of it and things like that, um, so I put forth a couple of cards which I'll, which we'll read in a second, but um, eventually we got to the point where we were uh, I think it, it it was put forth by uh, again um, a couple of people in the Discord that Sharoom the Hegemon would be such a great uh, use of this because Sharoom has a great ETB effect. Uh, like originally, I was looking for something really comboy that could like somehow go not infinite, but like something like that. And it turns out it's pretty tough because you're still having to pay for things from your hand and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Sharoom is great because she has such a great enter the battlefield ability. So Sharoom is three and then Esper, so white, blue, black, for the legendary five five Sphinx with flying. And uh, when she enters the battlefield, you can return target artifact card from your graveyard to the library. So obviously, if at some point our Netherborn uh, altar is destroyed, Shroom could just get it back and all kinds of stuff that we could go from there, right? Being able to cast her for uh, without paying the commander tax is nice. So this is where we are. This is where we this is where we uh, we started. Um, I want to also point out that, uh, and this is going to be news to everyone in the Discord. Uh, we for the whole time we were brewing this, we were brewing this as a Jaruda companion deck, uh, and I was super I into it. I thought it was a great idea. A little bit of restriction always helps breed creativity, and um, but with that, it was kind of like I felt personally that I was like the idea that I was leaning towards was these counters things, and then we had this Jaruda part of it, and it was like half reanimate, and you could you could do it, like you could certainly make it, but I think I wanted to lean a little more on the counters than I originally thought. So I made the uh, uh, executive decision to um, not include Garuda as a companion, but still basically make most of the same deck that we were brewing in Discord. But um, And I didn't mention in Discord, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to use Garuda. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I am going to. And then here I am now again saying I didn't. So anyway, uh. just, that's a bit of a roller coaster for everyone who, who helped out. Of course, you're listening to this uh, for the first time, then none of that affects you, and you're just in for a whole lot of fun, neat moves. Working on a meat move. All right, so uh, Sean, let's start out with talking about the kind of again that that crux of the uh, the first idea we had, which was removing counters from Netherborn Altar and being able to cash a room a bunch of times. So these are the first; these were the first two cards I thought of. Uh, in addition to obviously Netherborn Altar, but let's let's talk about the, those these first two cards. Sure, um, I think you got a great combo here: Netherborn Altar with Soul Diviner, blue black for a zombie wizard. It's two three, and you can tap to remove a counter from an artifact, creature, land, or planeswalker you control, and draw a card. This is a way to keep the counters off of Netherborn Altar. Now, Netherborn Altar's ability, the way abilities work in Magic. 
it all happens. Like you can't split it up. You can't do part of the ability, put some instants on the stack, and then do the rest of the ability. So we're going to put a counter, move Sharoom, and then pay three life for each counter. So I can't sneak and take the counter away before can. that. You can. Because How? You can because uh, the trigger goes on the stack, right? The lose life trigger. The whole thing goes on the stack. So bam. You put a soul. You, the, the, right, the, but we won't. So the, oh, because putting it is before the colon, exactly. which means that's the cost. I had this exact moment in the Discord. Oh. I had this exact moment where I was like, well, we'll still always lose that first three life. But other than that, it's like, no, no, no. It's, and it's, yeah, it's before the, the colon. So put a soul count, tap and put a soul counter on it is part of the cost. So while then this, in response to exactly, that, exactly. we tap Soul Diviner to remove that counter. We let the ability resolve. We move Shuroom into our hand, and we lose three life times zero because there's no more counters. We lose zero life. That is right. Shuroom's there to protect the altar. If anything happens, the power, that's great. Well, we're also running Power Conduit as a way to do this. Too generic for an artifact. Tap, remove a counter from a permanent you control. And then that's the cost. And then Power Conduit gets to let you, you get to choose one. You either put a charge counter on target artifact or put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. The weird thing is, Neitherborn Altar has soul counters. So in a weird world, if we only had the yeah. option to put a charge counter back on Neitherborn Altar, okay. Neitherborn Altar don't care how many <laughs> yeah. charge counters it's got. It just, it just cares about soul counters. So, so it still works, even if you got nothing to do with that other thing. Exactly. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to do this, right? Like, You have to do, I mean, that's the, that's the cost. Like, in order to put that ability on the stack, removing a counter from a permanent you control, you have to target an artifact or a creature yeah. to put a counter on it. Yeah, exactly. So, so you, there probably will be a couple times where you take the soul counter off and just turn it into a uh, charge counter, basically. Sure. I mean, it's also, like, who cares? Put it on who an cares? opponent's signet. Like, who cares? it does nothing. And and it really doesn't matter because uh, it's actually a good thing because in the future you might be able to pull that charge counter off of that and put it somewhere else, which is really, really yes. helpful. Uh, so that's some of the ways that we first started thinking about removing counters. Um, there's also going to be a lot of ways where we um, talk about adding counters, uh, because at first I did kind of want to make this removing counters tribal almost. Like I wanted that to be the thing. But you just can't get away from lots of good things. Uh, like Power Conduit itself removes and adds. Uh, and you just can't get away from the the, the positive like, like the positive effects of adding counters and stuff. So like don't even bother trying. Uh, uh, but there are lots of good things where you can remove counters. We'll get to those in a second. But where are we going to put these counters that we're getting from Power Conduit, basically, right? Because Power Conduit ends up being a very important card in this deck. Uh, well, one of the things we can do is uh, put them on Amber... Or, sorry, Amber. Arcane Spyglass. Four mana for an artifact. Uh, you pay two and tap it. You sacrifice a land to draw a card and put a charge counter on Arcane Spyglass. And then you can remove three charge counters from Arcane Spyglass, Spyglass to draw a card. Um there's definitely a lot. I, I did some testing with this deck, and like, there's many, many games where I got, or many, many. There's a couple of games where I got Arcane Spyglass. I never even, you don't have to do the Sacrifice of Land thing. Uh, like, That's you great. can do it because you're still drawing a card simply from that, which is great. But, uh, but many times you're just able to toss a bunch of charge counters on this thing and just start drawing cards with it. It's really great. Um, I'm also going to take a look at Empowered Auto Generator. Uh, four mana for an artifact. It enters the battlefield tapped. But you tap it, you put a charge counter on Empowered Auto Generator, 
and then add X mana of any one color where X is the number of charge counters on Empowered Auto Generator. So the first tap, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we've talked about this card a little bit in some past episodes. At first, we were really down on it, and then I think, and then I think it was in a deck where we really took advantage of the like untapping or something. If I if I remember correctly, so we were a little bit higher on it. And similarly, if you can add its own charge counters, it gets a lot better, right? So if you can, you know, add one or two in between that first untap, and then all of a sudden you're untapping this thing and tapping it for three, four mana or something, then it becomes really good. Uh, so. This card is one that on its own is a is pretty slow, but if you can give it a boost, it becomes very powerful. Uh, Sean, why don't you take the next couple here? Ooh, love it. Shrine of Loyal Legions. Two for an artifact, and at the beginning of your upkeep, or whenever you cast a white spell, put a charge counter on it. And then you can pay three and tap, sacrifice Shrine of Loyal Legions, and you create a 1-1 colorless mirror artifact creature token for each charge counter. I've seen this thing pump out tons of mirror uh you got your opponents have to watch these shrines that like start to tick up because they, they get to a point where they're scary especially if we're just throwing extra counters on as whenever we want uh we've also got lux cannon for generic for an artifact tap put a charge counter on it tap remove three charge counters from it destroy target permanent no mm. restrictions no. lands planeswalkers doesn't matter uh and again lux cannon on its own too slow but when you're adding counters very nice very nice. uh and then gemstone array i love this card four for an artifact you can pay two to put a charge counter on gemstone array this is an amazing way to turn leftover mana at the end of a turn that you know you're not going to spend it on another instant just put that into charge counters you get to remove a charge counter to add one mana of any color no taps no mana to do that. Like you're just banking mana mm -hmm. to use whenever you want. So now you're, you know, you're like a power conduit. Now is like tap, put a mana in a mana bank uh, for later if you want to. Yeah, it really is. Um, Gemstone Array, perhaps I've said this before, but it is impressive how good this card is even without adding charge counters to it. Like there's a couple of turns where you're just like, oh yeah, I've got three mana left over and I didn't do anything with it or i've got two mana left or whatever but being able to just pay that for a charge counter on gemstone array can really pay off later with a big spell which you know th this deck has and some other decks have that we've built over the the past 250 episodes but like this card is better than it looks it is slow i will give it that it's not gonna come out and blow you away with its ability right away but like if you know if you're in if you're in the this type of deck like this card is going to be okay even if you're not um, you know, utilizing the the adding extra counters on it. Of course, it gets really good when that happens, but you know, I think you'd be surprised with just being able to toss a little extra mana into it at the end of your turn. Okay, uh, so those are some things that we're adding counters to and gets really good, but let's take a look back at um, a couple of things where it's like actually beneficial for us to remove counters from it. So this one was uh, a really good suggestion. Uh, Chronozoa. I've kind of, <laughs> man, I've seen this card a lot and it's like, I'm happy to be. I'm happy that we finally get to use it, and it, and that it's actually good. So, Chronozone is three and a blue for an illusion. It's a three three with flying. Has vanishing three, so it comes into play with three time counters on it. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you remove a time counter from it. And when the last one is removed, you sacrifice it. So, when it also says when Chronozone is put into a graveyard from play, if it had no time counters on it, put two tokens into play that are copies of it. 
So we pay four mana for a Chronozoa. If we have the right things out, we can remove one or two of the vanishing counters probably. And then, like, this is the average case scenario. And then coming around on our turn, uh, the upkeep, you will remove that vanishing counter. And then we'll just have two new three threes in, into play. And if your opponents don't deal with that, it starts to, like, populate. It starts to, like, go viral, <laughs> Right, and that's the picture on Chronozoa is like a little like virus cell looking thing. Uh, it really does. It really gets wild. Like if the game can't go on much longer because you just start to have a million Chronozoas out, and especially if you start getting some of our stuff that can untap and tap our artifacts. Like if we can untap our power conduit a few times, like you're just making so many Chronozoas. It it really gets out of control, and it's like a weird alternate win con in this deck. Really, really fun. Uh, similarly, we have a lost Oromancers in this deck. Uh, Two white white for the three three um, has vanishing three, so same thing. And when it's put into the graveyard from play, if it had no time counters on it, you can search your library for an enchantment card, put it into play, and then shuffle your library. We'll get to uh, that in Ooh, two seconds. Why that's such really a good. hard ability to come by. Exactly. This ability is amazing. And you know that we've used this card in the past, right? And we've talked about how you know what oh. it's a little too slow these days. Yeah. But, like, if you're able to remove counters, this becomes a legit... It's also a 3-3 that, like, it's not nothing. Maybe, I mean, you don't want to chump with it, but, like... It's cool. not nothing. It's a creature. Cool. It'll, it'll be out there if you need it. And Ooh, putting it right into play. What enchantments? Uh, and they'll quickly, quickly before we move on to that, it's uh, we have Newscraft Mob. And I'm pretty sure this works this way. Four black black for a zero zero. It enters with five plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever a player casts a spell, you remove a plus one plus one counter from Noosecraft Mob. If you do, create a two two black zombie creature token. Does this work the way I think it does? Can I remove counters from this and have it make zombies? I'm not sure. I don't think so because the whenever like the if you do Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Part. Yeah. Here's the thing though. This isn't this this is not the only reason why this is in here. If you'll notice, back up on our boy Power Conduit, we can remove counters from a permanent and turn them not only into charge counters on artifacts, but plus one plus one counters on creatures. So oh. actually, new scrap mob. Although I feel like I was I've been thinking this the whole time that it doesn't actually work that way, but it doesn't matter because we're just tossing plus one plus one counters on this thing as the game goes on as we're removing stuff from other from other sources and. The new scrap mob just stays in play, making it zombie whenever your opponents cast a spell. It's it's really really great. Wow. Uh, yeah, really really solid in this deck. So so um, uh, lost Oromancer is for some reason is in this deck. We're talking about artifacts. We're talking about creatures. Why are we using lost Oromancers? Maybe for sagas. Ooh. Uh, and just for framing, I think I see where this is going. If you can remove counters from sagas, mm -hmm. that means you get to do, you, you can kind of make them pause on whatever level, as long as it's not the level that makes them disappear. That's right. Uh, as much as you want. So how about Phyrexian scriptures? Two black black for a saga. It enters the battlefield. You put a lore counter on it. Part one, put a plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature, maybe Newscraft Mob, I don't know. That creature becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. If we want, we can keep removing that lore, so every upkeep we keep going back to part one. Or we can let it go to part two, destroy all non-artifact creatures. 
we got a lot of artifact creatures. Sharoom's an artifact creature. Newscraft Mob's now an artifact creature. Yeah, right. If we can get a plus one, plus one on a bunch of creatures, they'll all be artifact creatures. Then we let it go to two and destroy everything else. And from that point on, we can leave it going to two every turn. Yeah. So every one of our upkeeps, we're destroying all of the non-artifact <laughs> creatures if we so choose. Uh, part three, uh, <coughs> if, if you let it go to part three, it will also disappear. Uh, so, you, you know, you can't get this more than once, I don't think. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure that when that third counter goes on, part of what happens is that then now it, it this happens and it sacrifices itself or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Sacrifice after three, it says, so whatever. If counters are removed... Okay. Anyway, I'll look up. I'll look up some more. Anyway, but the, the number three is exiling all opponents' graveyards, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, another saga we're gonna love in here is Time of Ice, three and a blue. The first two parts are the same. One and two both read tap target creature and opponent controls, and it doesn't untap as long as you control Time of Ice. Guess what? <laughs> if we never let it go to three, we will always control time of ice, unless they destroy it with a spell or something. But that means we just the things we're staxing them. Like the things get tapped and they will never yeah. untap. Yeah. Uh, and like, also, luckily, like luckily, yeah, you're right. It's like staxing them, but like luckily it's not too too harsh because yeah, it's one I mean, per turn of your turn, so it's not like you right. can do it a ton. But you know. And you have to devote your removing to that permanent, right? You kind of have to put a lot of the other strategies on pause unless you have more than one way to remove counters. Right. Uh, and then finally, Birth of Miletus, one in a white. Uh, first counter, search for a basic planes, put it into your hand. Uh, part two, create a zero four colorless wall artifact creature with defender. Part three, gain two life. So, I mean, I love getting that extra draw, like part one over and over Planes, planes, planes. It's like a mini land tax at that point. Yeah, a little bit. And even, even sometimes getting a, an artifact creature token is nice. Sure. There's some stuff in here that cares about um, sacrificing artifacts, for example. That can be pretty nice. So, yeah. Very it, it, flexible. There's a lot of utility here in these sagas. And, like, there's there's like a whole deck, of, you know, of just sagas and removing the counters from them. And we just have this kind of little pa- – we just have, like, a package in here that works with our main game plan as well. So it's actually – so it's nice to just be able to slide these in and have them work out so nicely. And I love that, that you know, the Lost Oromancers um, – I love the Lost Oromancer synergy with it. Uh, I think so. Like I had a real, like I said, I, I this was originally Garuda, or Garuda deck, and then so actually I think I didn't. I think I forgot to include one of the best uh, ones. I think I might have. I'll, I'll add it in so that you guys can still see it when you click on the deck links and everything. But you're gonna want a uh, uh, Elspeth. Elspeth conquers, conquers death. death. You want an ECD in there, uh, and I, I like I said, I don't think it's in there right now because I forgot to add it in. But anyways, so we're talking about counters man like this is the main thing we're removing them we're adding them we're we're removing them around a lot which is really cool uh what's another thing that we gotta have if we're gonna have counters out here we gotta have planeswalkers you got to um starting with a really great one uh aminatu the fate shifter white blue black would have been also a very it's a very reasonable um commander for this deck as we talked about a lot in the discord this was this was a uh, uh, a high, you know, possibility when it comes to picking the choosing the commanders. Uh, Aminatu has some really cool abilities here. Plus one, draw a card, then put a card from your hand on top of your library. Love it. Minus one, exile another target permanent you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. Hello, Sharoom. 
uh, minus six, choose left or right. Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Eminatu the Fate Shifter controlled by the next player in the chosen direction. This is obviously a very, like, uh, board-specific thing <laughs> that you will look at. Um, although there will be times when it, it makes sense. But really, we're in here. We're looking for the plus one, the minus one. Um, and yeah, you can, you, you, can, you, can, you can orchestrate a board state where that minus six makes sense, though. Uh, we also have Ashiok Sculptor of Fears. This is the Planeswalker deck Ashiok. Four uh, blue-black, legendary Ashiok, four loyalty, plus two, draw a card. Each player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. A little bit of mill is going to help us out. Uh, minus five, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Just a little reanimation. And then minus 11, gain control of all creatures target con target opponent controls well if we're adding counters if we're adding loyalty counters onto this if we're proliferating which we can certainly do in this deck uh you're gonna you're gonna have to worry about um like like that minus five becomes available right away it's not when you just play the creature uh play the planeswalker straight up you actually have to plus her first uh, or them first, sorry. Uh, and uh, but but in this deck, you'll most likely be able to animate something right away. So she kind of becomes like a six mana animate thing. Uh, also, we have uh, Sage of Hours. Now this isn't a Planeswalker, but it's just such an important thing to to add some more uh, counters onto. One and a blue for a one one. Uh, whenever normally whenever you cast a spell that targets Sage of Hours, you put a plus one some counter on it. Well, we don't have to do that. Uh, we'll just be moving counters over onto it. And then you can remove all plus one, plus one counters from Sage of Hours. And for each five counters you remove that way, you take an extra turn after this one. So um, I don't believe, no, we don't have any of the like infinite stuff going on in here. Um, but Sage of Hours still ends up being a like a repeatable way to take an extra turn now and then, which is pretty cool. Yeah, scary. <laughs> this card's. Sc I think people have a lot of trauma from Sage of Hours with like Izuri or whatever, yeah. where it's just like at a certain point it's an infinite combo. But mm -hmm. uh, you tell us it's not infinite. I'm gonna choose to. Believe it. <laughs> well, as far as I know, I mean, <laughs> there's always that possibility of finding it out uh, as you're playing and being like, "Oops, oops, I comboed." Sure. Some um, other fun stuff yeah, in this deck. Other fun uh, stuff. You've got. Conjurer's Closet. It's a five-minute artifact. At the beginning of your end step, you may exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under your control. Obviously, great for Sharoom to get artifacts back from the graveyard. Uh, but what about something like Arcanist Owl? This is the one from Eldraine. It's the Azorius hybrid, so it's four mana. All of it's got to be blue or white. Three, three flying. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact or enchantment, so a saga, one of those artifacts. Put it into your hand, put the rest on the bottom in any order. Happy to bounce that with Conjurer's Closet. What about Cure's Dam Breaker, five and a blue for a five, six Leviathan. When it enters the battlefield, proliferate. Boom, get that one again. Charming Prince, one and a white for a human noble, two, two. When the Charming Prince enters the battlefield, you gotta choose one. Scry two, or gain three life, or bounce another creature exile it return it at the beginning of the next end step so conjurer's closet onto charming prince <laughs> now the charming prince will do that in the end step so then you gotta wait till the next end step to get them back but sometimes you don't mind having a creature disappear for a little while if the heat's too strong <laughs> you just kind of get out of get out of the game for a turn true true yeah the, these all of these work together there's a million cards like this deck is interesting it takes a like there's like 
There's a bounce deck in here. There's a blink deck. There's a there's like it's it all kind of comes together with these counters. But there's even like a you can go more focused on counters. There's there's artifacts. Like this really is kind of an amalgamation of a, of like four or five different decks that when you put them together, they do actually end up working together really well. And I was like, you look at it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a motley crew of cards, truly. Because uh, you're like, well, this is from a blinking bouncing deck, and this is from a planeswalker thing, and this is, but it really does all come together. And like I said, I did a few test games against an AI and was pretty impressed with how like quickly the different or or how well the different parts come together and how quickly you can build up a crazy board because of it. It's um, like parts that you didn't think interacted very well, like Charming Prince and Newscraft Mob. Like if you're down low on counters. You play your Charming Prince, get a 2-2, and if it's got, like, one or two counters left, you exile it and bring it back, and then it comes back with five fresh counters on it. Like, that's sure. a little tiny synergy that you have. And there's a lot of stuff like that, so very, very cool. Surprise and Discoveries, I, I didn't I didn't include anything in this specific um, section this time just because I've mentioned all of them <laughs> already. Huh. So, like, you know, this all the, the sagas being so good uh, is a surprise for me. Uh, uh, Arcanist Owl was a great one. Even Cura's Dambreaker being as good as it is because it's a big fat creature that proliferates, but you can bounce it just as easy if it was a small one. But I like having a big creature in this deck. It's really good to protect your Planeswalker sometimes and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, there's a couple like Gemstone Arrays we talked about, the Arcane Spyglass. All of these could have been surprises and discoveries. So really the whole deck kind of contains a lot of different surprises and discoveries as opposed to just one. Um, Discord helpers, we had so many. Like this is this is truly one of the times where I I feel like I'm gonna leave out everyone that helped. Uh, but I will mention a few people: Pips don't lie, Beppo, Brave Sir Robin, Lol what, uh, Mayor Narkill. There's uh, even more. Doomfrog was in there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's Papadio. Uh, everyone was giving us such great uh, um, ideas for the deck and like I said I took I like stopped using a lot of them halfway through in, in, in because I stopped using Garuda so like but like I said like most of these are probably even mana things because I, I did end up using a lot of that things um, anyways uh, had a great time in there brewing with you all and uh, please you know let's uh, you know if you want to join in on that patreon.com slash commanders brew you can be you can become a part of it um, all right so we talked about the discord helpers uh, that means it's time for the budget report. This is where we take all of the cards and we blink them away uh, and we see which ones turn back into dollar bills when they re-enter our wallets. Uh, if it does, we're going to keep those, of course. Dollar, dollar bills. Okay, uh, this one um, uh, is came out to like... 115-ish, 120-ish market value on TCG. Uh, you can get it for the low for a lot less. You can get it for around 60 for the low, which is nice. Uh, and there's definitely ways we can cut this right down. So first being the most expensive card, which is Grinding Station. Uh, Sean, do me a favor. What does it say for how much Grinding Station is? I can't see it right now. 850. Yeah, so eight 850. This is like way more than i thought so when i when when this deck was brought up i or sorry this card was brought up rather i thought it was like this is you know this is like a 50 cent card no it turns out grinding station is quite a bit i get it it's part of a probably a lot of combo decks and you know a lot of big uh, artifact uh, edh decks and stuff but it's the two mana artifact that you tap it you sack an artifact target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into their graveyard 
whenever an artifact comes into play, you can untap grinding station. So we could have, again, built towards like some kind of infinite combo here with Sharoom and all that kind of stuff and like recursion. We, we didn't hone it so hard towards this. Again, we're looking more at the counters and, and, and using that kind of stuff. So Grinding Station just ends up being like a cool value card where we can, you know, sacrifice something, mill a few things into our graveyard, use Sharoom to get that back and, you know, sort of keep doing it. Um, so it's, 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 it's a nice little engine, but it's by no means a, a, a crux of the deck at all. It, it, it helps us do some stuff, but it's not great. So I actually would look to cut this, and we have some other ways to sacrifice artifacts actually in the deck. So um, you don't need Grinding Station. You can save the 850 for sure. Second most expensive card is certainly a powerful one. It's it's worth the price, I guess. It's earned its price tag of 650 It's Lux Cannon. It's the one that eventually destroys permanence just by pointing at them and it sticks around so like with proliferating with adding counters it's very easy to do this once a turn it's very powerful and i guess it's that's why it's 650 makes sense yeah uh and then finally we have uh we have lightning greaves in the deck you know this is a great card obviously commander staple it's back up to around six dollars i i think it's nice to have hexproof on some of these things but the way this deck works out um i actually i would definitely cut this card. I actually don't, you don't really need the Greaves. It's nice to have Sharoom come in and like attack on the same turn, but even, but the Shroud part isn't actually as valuable as you might think. Um, we're fine with Sharoom dying a lot of the time, for example. We're uh, going to want to be able to blink Sharoom too, so we'll have to be able to target. That's true. So yeah, and using our Neitherborn altar to get Sharoom back is one of our whole things. So if someone wants to kill Sharoom, guess what? That's fine. Because we're just going to pop her back into our hand and, and cast her for her regular mana cost. So so the Greaves are obviously a really great card, but um, not worth it for this deck, actually. I would definitely look to cut this and probably not even replace it with something <laughs> similar. I would just put any other fun card in there that you want. Opt. Yeah, throw an opt in there. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you can you can cut this down. Like even if you keep the Lux Cannon in, just with what we've you know the, those two cuts, you're looking at cutting it down to about a hundred dollars uh, to the market price. So that's pretty nice. That ain't bad. It's not bad. Um, what about favorite cards? Uh, if this is an artifact deck, which it mostly is, uh, you know we're going to talk about my favorite card in, in any given artifact deck. I would say Trading Post. Uh, again, I always bring it up because it's the most apt comparison I think I've ever heard about this card. Jason Alt called it the uh, planes, the uh, artifact planeswalker, and it's very true. Uh, four mana for the uh, artifact that you can pay one and tap it to discard a card and gain four life. You can pay one and tap it to pay one life and create a zero one white goat creature token. You can pay one and tap it to sacrifice a creature and return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Or you can pay one and tap it to sacrifice an artifact and draw a card. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just so good. <laughs> every, like, there's games where you'll use every part of this card, right? You need a, you need an emergency blocker, pay one and make a goat. You know, you, you, sometimes you need to gain that life. Like, sometimes that's relevant. Most of the time, however, you're going to be using that one in it that you're going to be using the bottom two. Sack a creature to bring an artifact back to your hand or second artifact to draw a card those are going to be your those are going to be the money for you most of the time and this card is amazing and let me tell you something if you are i guess i'll say this i'll give it this caveat if you're playing against a no like not a person who has like 
the, an infinite combo going on. But if you're playing against a player who's like got an engine going in an artifact deck and they got trading post out, kill the trading post. Yeah. Kill the trading post. It's an important part of it, I think. That's good advice. <laughs> you That's know good I mean? advice. It's always like, because like, whenever I have that going, I'm just like, okay, they can kill any part of this engine. Because as long as I have trading post, I'm okay. <laughs> right, right. That's the, yeah. Yeah, I can get it's it back together. the shield. Together. It is, and it's really, really good. I love it. Uh, my favorite card is a bit more straightforward than that. It's one with the machine. Three and a blue. It's a rare sorcery from M19. Do you remember this card? I think a lot of yeah. people forgot about this yeah. card because it wasn't good in M19. But it's it's a, it's a sorcery. It says draw cards equal to the highest converted mana cost among artifacts you control. A draw spell is going to get hurt if it's not instant speed. But if I can pay four to draw six with Sharoom and maybe more with some... Do you have a more expensive artifact? I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, four for six cards is pretty good. I'm happy to pay that amount. Yeah, four for six isn't bad. Like we always say, like if you can find a card that synergizes very well with your commander, that's usually worth it, even if that's the only card that it, it cares about. Um, it's it's usually going to be pretty good. So this one, one with the machine, you could just use it for after you have Sharoom for a while, or there are other things that will also care about it, but four for six is pretty sweet. I think it's a good, good include. Love it. Great. Well, that is it. That's your Sharoom deck. Uh, a classic commander, I think, you know, like one of the, one of the old, uh, commander deck commanders, right? This was in the, um, Shroom was in the, uh, the um what's the oh, one? What's right. the one that everyone hates the the giant who gains life what's... No, no wait oh it was sherman was a reprint in that one yes in a oh yeah that's right she was the yeah you're right she was the reprint in that not not in atraxa in uh, uh golos no oh aloro <laughs> aloro i knew it was something with o's yeah yeah yeah, yeah aloro she was you're right she was the reprint in that one yeah um, yeah but yeah like you know uh a, a classical commander one we see a lot in our meta some well not a lot but one we see from time to time in our meta and yeah. uh i like it man i've always wanted to get a shroom i think this is the first shroom deck i've ever brewed on here well 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 it took 250 episodes but we did it happy birthday shroom <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> happy birthday to you 250 years old today get go out and get yourself a nice mind stone you're semi semi Pentequintentional. Oh, we forgot already what that was. I forgot. I don't know. Uh, semi-quincentennial. That's what it was, I think. Semi-quincentennial. I looked it up again. All right, great. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, man, 250, you know, 250 in and another 250 to go here, honestly. Uh, here thanks go. so much. You know, uh, I... Again, pushing for that 10K. So if you want to help us out, you know, uh, uh, you can always share and um, uh, tell people about the show on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just a reminder, uh, TCG player, if you're outside of Canada, uh, follow our affiliate link. Uh, you can, if you go through that link and, and buy any of these cards or any other cards from the site, uh, we get a slice of that. So that helps support us. And again, couldn't do it without, without your support. So it's really helpful. Uh, and or if you're inside of Canada, check out the, the Wizard Tower and get that... Um, Get that uh, slice off of the singles that you're going to order from them uh, within Canada. So, yeah, check it out, wizardtower.com. Thanks again, everyone, uh, for watching and listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.